And good afternoon, good afternoon. I'm Len Tillum. I'm a lawyer. News Talk 910. You got legal problems? I've got legal answers because I'm a lawyer. And I've got David Brown doing research. You're not going to stump us. Actually, it's very simple. If you stump us, you're not getting on the air, dummy. What do you think? I'm going to put you on the air and say, oh, I don't know. I'll get back to you. You don't want that. You want it now. You want it fast. And actually, we got most of the answers. David is like a savant. He can find answers. I don't know where he does it, but he makes me smart, and I appreciate it. 866-536-1000. You got legal problems. I'm a lawyer. Three to four. Call it in right now. By the way, tomorrow, we did it yesterday in Napa. Tomorrow. Thursday, we're going to be in Vacaville. It's a simple, small seminar. Well, it's interesting and informative. Yeah, it's about 30 people show up. It's at the Ulitis Community Center. You're invited. It's free. It's in Vacaville, Ulitis Community Center, tomorrow, Thursday, February 28th, from 10 to 12. You don't need a reservation. It's free. I'll be there. Rosie McNichol will be there. We'll talk about wills and trusts, dynasty trusts, how to protect your kids, what's going on with estate tax, probate. If you don't have a trust and you own a house in this area, you better come to this seminar. You'll learn a lot. Arden Quan will be there. We'll talk about nursing homes and Medi-Cal. We'll stay around afterwards and answer all of your questions. That's tomorrow, Thursday, at the Ulitis Community Center, 10 to 12. you got problems, you call them in right now. 866-536-1000. I've got open lines. Again, 866-536-1000. I'm the lawyer. Con in Vallejo, Len Tillam Con. How come you're calling a lawyer? Hi, right, Len. Uh, first, thanks for taking my call here. Sure. Um, so, yeah, uh, in December of uh, 19th, uh, we had a small fire, and uh, it was uh, my niece and nephew uh, in the backyard. They were just playing, and uh, someone managed to get the side of the house on fire with a, uh, one of those plumbing torch. Wait, wait a minute. How old were these kids? The nephew was eight years old, and the niece was only four years old. So they were visiting your house, and they were playing with a blowtorch? Yes. Um, well, they were under supervision. I mean, but or, or, Who was supervising? Uh, Harry to match? Who was supervising? Who was supervising the kids? Supervising. He was inside the house taking care of them, and they just, you know, they just slipped away for a second to go out in the backyard and play. Wait, wait a second. Wait, wait a second. I've seen these blowtorches. You need to have yeah. a lighter or something to scrape. It just you don't just open it up and fire comes out. You got to start the fire. These kids were able to do that. Eight year old, eight uh, years old. These, uh, this one, this kind of torch has a trigger, and it's it's, it's I guess the the lighter is built into it. And it's more than just those long kind of lighters you use to light a fireplace. It's more like a plumber's blowtorch. Yeah. Exactly. So tell me what happened. How did it manage to burn down your house? Well, he. I'm not sure what happened because I was at work, but this is just from what he told me. Is that the the four year old, um, you know, said some stuff to him, saying like, uh, uh, you know what, I won't be your friend unless uh, unless you light this on fire. So he he kind of got convinced. And what did he light on fire? He lit a, a marker on fire. What's a marker? At, uh, one of those permanent markers. Well, you mean like like a like a a sharpie. Yeah. So the Sharpie caught fire and that burned down the house? Well, no, the Sharpie caught fire, but then he, he put the, the Sharpie, when it was still on fire, close to the, um, I guess he, he threw it when it was on fire. He threw it to a shed, and then it burned down the shed. So and did it burn down the house or just the shed? 
Well, he burnt down the shed, and then the shed burnt down the entire side of the house. How much damage? Um, I'm looking at uh, probably 150 to $200,000 in damages. And you have fire insurance, right? Yes. Thank God, and they're going to cover you. Yeah. All right, right so... Now, yeah. Right now, the, the, the insurance uh, lawyer is... Uh, sending a letter to my sister saying that uh, you know her son is negligent and that she may be uh, held responsible. Yeah, let's go through it. Thank God you're covered by your insurance. There is a potential claim against your sister. Um, actually, if you had no insurance, you could have sued her for the same reason. If children engage in intentional misconduct, they do things on purpose, you know, uh, you can sue for $25,000, but this kid didn't intentionally burn down the house. He no, was negligent. They didn't. It was no, so what? It was an accident. But she can get sued for what's called negligently supervising her children. She's not going to get the Mommy of the Week award for, you know, doing something else while her kids are playing with a blowtorch. You follow me on that? Yeah. She, um, she, she, wasn't, with, uh, she wasn't with them. Uh, she had. Who was them supervising them? them? Who was in charge yeah, of them? Right. Well, my parents, uh, their grandparents. Okay. So um, if she gets sued, she will deny she was supervising them. She wasn't there at that time. Your grand, your right. parents were. There. Do your parents live with you? Yes. Well, if they live with you, you should tell that to the insurance company. Say, uh, they live with me. They're covered by this insurance. You follow me on that? Hopefully they yeah. are. But the worst thing that happens is if your sister gets sued, does she have? A, does your sister own her own house? No, she doesn't. She lives in an apartment. Oh, so she doesn't have homeowners insurance or renters insurance. No. Okay, and she doesn't have an umbrella policy covering her for liability besides her car, right? No. Okay, she may get sued, and she may have to file bankruptcy. You follow okay. me? That'll wipe it out. Um, the insurance insurance company wants your money back. They shelled out or are going to shell out money on your behalf. And it's called subrogation. They're going to give you the money, and they're going to say, look, if let's say I, it's the same thing like this. Let's say I wreck your car. I have an accident, and I rear-end you, and you have collision insurance. Your insurance company will pay to fix your car, but because I caused the accident, you subrogate. You give them the right to sue me because they pay to fix your car. You understand that? Okay. So they're going to say, yeah, we're going to cover your house, Con, and, I, and they will. They're going to cover it. They're not denying coverage, are they? Uh, no, they're oh, not denying they are. coverage. You get it fixed and make sure you have your own contract to fight with their estimators because you've got to fight with them anyway. But they could okay. sue your sister, and your sister has to say to them, you know, when your sister, has she gotten a letter from the lawyer for the insurance company? Uh, yes. What does your sister do for a living? Uh, she's a tax auditor. For the IRS? Uh, she, well, she doesn't work for the IRS. She works for a company that, uh, that audits uh, other companies. So she must know a whole bunch of lawyers, right? I'm not sure. <laughs> See if she can get a lawyer to write a letter or somebody to write a letter saying, look, okay. what she wants to say yeah. is, I wasn't supervising. This happened on a weekday? Yeah, it was on a weekday. Okay, on a weekday. And she was at work, right? Right. You're allowed to leave your kids with other people. She doesn't have to tell them it was your parents. She can just say, look, I wasn't supervising them. You got it? So yeah, I, had, I, mean, I wasn't at work. She can tell them that. I had nothing to do with it. There's nothing wrong with leaving your kids with grandparents. Don't tell them who they were with. They were just left with responsible people at Khan's house. That's all she's okay. got to tell them, and hopefully that'll be the end of it, okay? Okay. If that, they sue her, she should call me. What would you say? 
I think you just answered my second question, but that's, uh, I was going to ask you if I should be proactive about this. And just There's nothing you can lawyer. do. There's nothing you can do. You're like, you had nothing to do with this. You're collecting from the insurance company, okay. and the insurance company will sue your sister because she was negligently supervising the children, but she was at work. And if anything, was your wife at home at that time? Yeah, she was. Then your wife, you know, if your wife was supervising the kids and she's covered by the insurance, they're not going to sue your wife. You got it? Okay. Follow me? I got it. And you should also find out if your homeowner's insurance covers your parents, if they're listed as living in your house, if it covers them for their negligence. Your wife is covered. If it covers your parents, too, don't worry about it. They're not going to get a damn thing from your sister. All right? She's not responsible. She was at work. You understand all that? Yes. Well done. Thank you very much. God, you get a letter like that from the insurance company. My sister's kids burned down the house. They're going to charge my sister 150 grand. He likes his sister. Screw the insurance company. Who likes insurance companies? They can all drop dead if you ask me. Really? What's nice about an insurance company? But you got to have car insurance and homeowners. Don't get me started. 866-536-1000. Christina in Redwood City. Len Tillum, Christina. How come you're calling a lawyer? Thanks for taking my call, Len. Um, I'm calling because I'm currently, um, I'm an hourly employee off work uh, with a doctor's note. What, what's pneumonia. wrong? What, what do you pneumonia. have? Pneumonia. pneumonia. Yeah. But you feel weak all the time, right? Well, actually, I had no clue. I just thought I had this nasty flu that was going around. Yeah. Um, and I went to the doctor last week. So I alerted my um, employer um, I was given a note. Did he say you have walking pneumonia? Um, no, but... I, he said I, you got pneumonia. He listened to your I, lungs, you've got pneumonia, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta take antibiotics and cure it up. Okay, please go on. Um, so I was given a physician's note, and I spoke to my manager over the phone on Friday of last week, mm -hmm. um, letting them know I was going to be off for the rest of the month. Um, I asked them if they wanted me to send the note in so they would have everything straight. Um, and they said, no, no need, you know, get better. And, you know, we'll, we'll see you, you know, when you get back. What kind of work do you do? I work for a tech company. I manage some third-party vendors. And um, how much do you get paid an hour? Um, $23. Nice. And do you get health insurance and all those other things? Yes. Okay. How long have you worked for them? Uh, three years. All right. And you like the job and they give you good reviews, yeah? Yes. Okay. Please go on. What's the problem? The problem is on Monday morning, that same manager texted me saying, it's 15 minutes past your shift. Where are you? Why are you not at work? Now, wait. I guess this manager forgot what you, you, know, you told her last week or him last week. I suppose. <laughs> so I would call him up. You know, I would call him up and say, look, I, 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 I've got pneumonia. I, I'm sick. Um, you should call him and let him know that, and you're going to be out for the rest of the month. Um, I, I don't... I think, yeah. Oh, I since sent in the note and, um, you know, my documentation and everything, but my question is, uh, when I return to work, do they have a leg to stand on? You mean, can they fire you? Right. Well, first of all, it's at will and at will. State. Yeah, but it's yeah. wait a minute. It, it, what about, what's the story on the Family Medical Leave Act, David? They've got more than fifty employees. Um, 
you have to apply for the medical for medical leave. In other words, you can't just miss what's going on there. But they have more than fifty employees, and the statute, this Family Medical Leave Act, applies. But you have to ask for it. And David, how many days you allowed off for the Family Medical Leave Act? Look that up, will you? We're checking that right now. It's eight weeks. So what you do is call up and say, look, I've got pneumonia. I've been here three years. I'm a good worker. I, you don't want, I can't do it. And I've got doctor's letters because it's more than 50 employees. By the way, does your company have, with 75 employees, I bet it has an employee manual. Yes, they do. Take a look at that. Get a okay. copy of it because it's got procedures in it that you should follow. And even if someone says it's not necessary... If, if, if this manager says, oh, it's not necessary to apply for family medical leave, do it because they might deny ever telling you not to do it if they get blamed for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. And it's 12 weeks, not eight. David looked it up. That's why I have David Brown. Who can remember this? You're allowed 12 weeks of unpaid leave if the company has more than 50 employees. And they okay. do. You say they've got 75. So just do it right. Look. You're not a pain in the ass employee. You've got a good, your manager likes you. You do a good job, right? Right. Yeah, and you like the job and you've got health insurance. So call them up and say, look, I, I need to apply for medical leave, the Family Medical Leave Act. I'm covered for up to 12 weeks. I, I need the money. I'm going to try and come back as soon as I can. But I, I got pneumonia right now and I can't do anything. All right? Okay. Okay. And if he wants another letter from your doctor, you get that for him. All right? Okay. Call me if there's any problem. I will help you further, but I think you, you know what I'm talking about now. I do. Don't get in a fight with the guy, and don't say you're a big dope. Don't you remember I told you? Polite. You know what I mean? A little kiss tushy over there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You can do it. You work Thank with third. You. you work with third-party vendors. You're used to BS all the time anyway. Yes. Yeah, I know that. That's what third-party vendors do. Okay. Good luck to you, Christina. Thank you. You're welcome. 866 866- Five three six one thousand. You got problems. I got legal answers. Len Tillum, News Talk nine ten. I'm a lawyer. Here till four. Live local eight six six five three six one thousand. You got problems? Call it in. William in Pleasanton. Len Tillum. William, why are you calling a lawyer? Hi, Len. Thank you for uh, taking my call. Um, I got my dad, eighty seven year old man. Um, we're planning to do a living trust. Um, he doesn't have a whole lot of assets, not much property, just one piece of property. How much is his and house worth? Well, he bought it back in the early 80s. It was I don't about, care what he bought it. What's it. What do you think it's worth today? That's the question. Oh, today, right now, probably about, I would say, 340 Okay, and he's got some stocks and bonds? Stocks and bonds, he's got some money market accounts. If you put that stuff together, in. how much do you think that would come to? You have an idea about... Uh, I would say anywhere from three to four hundred. So the guy's worth six, seven hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. You absolutely should do a trust, not a will. Yes. Absolutely. You you don't want to spend fifteen to eighteen thousand dollars on lawyers and be tied up in court for two years. And you're an only child. Correct. Yeah. How old is your dad? Eighty-seven. Okay. So how come you're calling me? What's the question? Uh, my question is, is uh, he's got a online living trust called Nolos. Mm -hmm. I'm not really familiar with it. I just want to get your input on it. You think if that's the best way to go or have it. Well, I'm a lawyer who does a lot of trusts, and um, I, I think he should go to a lawyer. He can do his own trust, but it's kind of like replacing the valves in your car or ripping out your own carpeting and putting in tile. 
He could do it, but I've seen so many mistakes made. And it'll just bite you in the ass after he's gone. You're the only child, right? Yeah. Really, you're talking about $700,000. A trust, a good trust from a lawyer costs about two grand or so, you know. And it's more than filling out forms. And you should say, Dad, look, he's 87. Your guy went through the depression. You should say, Dad, I'll pay for it. It's a benefit to me. He wants to leave everything to you, his only kid, right? Correct. You say, Dad, I love you. I'll pay for it. And, and then go to a lawyer. He lives in Pleasanton. There's lots of lawyers down there who can do it. Where does he live? He lives in Pleasanton. I live with him. Oh, good. So then you go with him. You find a lawyer, and you go with him, and you get it done. You know, um, and, and that's what, what's going on. You don't have to worry about property taxes because a transfer from parent to child is exempt from reassessment under Prop 58, that amended Prop 13. So it's just a no-brainer. Also, you want powers of attorney. For example, if he has a stroke, he's 87 and something happens, a will is only good when he's dead. A trust will cover him if something happens while he's alive. You won't have to go to court for conservatorship. You can access the bank accounts. So a good lawyer who does trusts in estates will make it so much easier for you when he's gone, I promise you. So that, that's what I would recommend. Understood. Yeah, that makes you feel a lot better. Uh, and again, the magic to this is the guy went through the Depression. What did he do for a living? Uh, he was an airplane pilot when he was uh, in the South Pacific. And when he came back to the United States, he was a flight instructor. And he became a truck driver. He retired as a truck driver. So he worked very hard for his money. You know what I mean? And he's a yeah, saver. Very tight. He's very yeah. tight. And that's why he's going, Dad, you say, Dad, I'll go and pay for it myself. Let's do it. You live with him. You're in the house. He loves you. You take, you're the reason. Maybe he's not in a nursing home. You take care of him. You know, he's 87. It's good to have company. You say, Dad, I love yeah, you. Well, Let's do a trust. Yeah. Go find a lawyer in Pleasanton. There's lots of them. Get a lawyer who just does trust. You don't want somebody who does a little divorce, a little bankruptcy, a little criminal law. A lawyer who does trust. They're in your neighborhood. And you go to one, and you'll be much better off. Okay? Understood. And you answered my second question because his property falls under, uh, his property tax falls under Prop 13. So if that's, will that fall over into me? Yeah, let, let me explain. When a parent-to-child a parent to child transfer, for example, how much did he pay for the house? 80000 His property tax is about $900,000 a year, right? If, if uh, I would yeah, guess. It, yeah, something yeah. Like, if it's that, seven hundred. If he sells it for $300,000, the next person will be paying $3,500 a year. They'll get an increase in reassessment. But if a child inherits a parent's home, it is exempt from reassessment. You will keep the same low basis, the same low property tax. You'll get a step up in basis. So don't sell the house. If you like living there, it's a bargain. You know what I mean? No, I, I'm planning on living there. As a matter of fact, I have my dad coming to your seminar tomorrow to ask some of these questions. In Vacaville. Yeah, yes, he'll be out you should tomorrow. come with him. Can he drive? Oh, yeah. He, he's up and willing and going. All right. What do you do for a living? I'm an elevator mechanic. Can you take a morning off or not really? Because it's in, he's uh, in... I'm tempted to now, now that you're telling me that. Why don't you come with him? I'll say hello to you and him. I, I'm doing this seminar. It's in Vacaville at the Ulitis Community Center. It's right next door to the public library from 10 to 12. Take a morning yeah. off. Come see him. You'll be glad you did, and we can talk about all of it. All right? Thank you very much, Len. You're welcome. You
more than right. All of you. Let me say that again. I'm doing a seminar. Trust in Estates, Medi-Cal, Arden Quan will be there. We'll talk about nursing home, ways to protect your assets, Dynasty Trust, your daughter, the guy she married, he'll burn through that money, how to protect your kids, Special Needs Trust. We're going to cover the whole topic. I'll be there, Rosie McNichol, Arden Quan. 10 to 12, you don't need a reservation, just show up. It's at the Ulitis Community Center tomorrow, Thursday, right next door to the Public Library in Vacaville. Len Tillum, News Talk 910. Len Tillum, News Talk 910. I'm a lawyer. 866-536-1000. You got legal problems. I'm here till four. I've got open lines. I want to hear from We want to hear from you. Grace in Milbray. Len Tillum, Grace, why are you calling a lawyer? Uh, thank you for taking my call, Len. Um, well, I have a tenant that is back on the rent five months. Five months. How much does the tenant owe you? Uh, 5000 So last month, the month before, when they didn't pay you, what did you say? You said, where's the money? What did they say? Well, uh, you know, I felt sorry for her. She lost in one year, father, then her brother, and on Thanksgiving Day, she lost her mom. So, Were, were they know, supporting her? Uh, no, no, she 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 is working and uh, she she used to work, but then um, she was okay until her father her brother passed away, and then she was a month behind. So she instead of giving me a first of the month, she was giving me the last. I mean, after the, the she the end of the month when she lived. But she's so five months okay behind. She's five months behind. So she is five months behind because then. Before Thanksgiving, she's supposed to bring me rent, and then she called me, and you know her mom passed away. And if I could wait a couple of days longer, her mom was at the hospital in uh, Sacramento, so she was staying with her. She was in in her place in our house, so it was really hard for me to confront her and ask her because she was basically over there for I think the whole month. But now, now you want your money, right? Of course. So have you said to her, you know, it's, it's almost the end of the month. Is she going to give you rent next month or what? Well, I mean, she ended up at the hospital for depression. And that's that's the whole problem started when I start calling and uh, leaving messages. Nobody answer. And so then I was thinking calling you in the end of December. And I think her aunt had her cell phone and she was listening all the messages I was leaving so she was keep texting me that, oh, you know what, she is still in the hospital. But is the aunt out. willing to give you the rent money? She she said she is going to pay me back. Who, she the tenant is, or the aunt? Pardon me? Who is going to pay you back, her aunt or the tenant? No, the tenant. Listen but to then, me. What has the tenant told you? She's never going to pay you. She doesn't have it. She's depressed. I'm sorry. It's terrible for her, but you need the rent. What has she told you? Is she going to move? Did you ask her to move out? Well, yes, I said, you know, uh, even she said, you know, I am going to take my stuff out because um, the work is not going to pay her for the time she wasn't working. When so, is she going to take her stuff out? Yeah, she is going. She That's what she said. This when? This coming weekend, she's going to take her stuff out. This weekend? Yes. I will bet you $5,000 she doesn't. You know, she's, she won't. Uh -huh. She has your number. And and where is she going to go? Does she have first and last? She have... I think she has a sister. Well, look, if you want to, um, mm -hmm. if she doesn't move out this weekend, you can wait another five months and call me again. Or 
you can get rid of her, you're going to have to hire a lawyer. If she doesn't move out this weekend, mm-hmm. Grace, you have to give her what's called a three-day notice to quit, and you need a lawyer to help you and get her evicted. That's what you have to do. And I doubt if she's going to move out this weekend. She'll always, she has had a reason not to pay you for five months. I know. So really, you live in Millbrae. I'm sure you need the money. And it'll cost you maybe $1,500 when you're done to get a lawyer to kick her out. All right. Look, look so, at me. Man, yes. What are my chances? Of winning? My money back. Am I? Or? Are your chances of getting your money back? Zero. Because look, when you sue her to evict her, you file what's called an unlawful detainer action. You have to sue to evict her and the same case ask for the $5,000 unpaid rent. And you'll win. She will be thrown out. And the court will say, yes, she owes you $5,000 in rent, but how will you collect it? She doesn't have it. I I mean, you can't get blood from a stone, you understand? She owes you $5,000, yes, and you'll have a judgment from the court that says she owes you $5,000, but she she has no money. She's not working. She's depressed. You will never get the $5,000. No, she is going to, she said she went to work last week. Oh, Grace, if she gives you fifteen hundred dollars a month you you if she you're a good person if she gave you fifteen hundred dollars a thousand rent for the next month and five hundred to pay it back you'd wait you take fifteen hundred a month for ten months right yeah but she won't do it here's what i'm saying to you this weekend you know it's the end of the month this week this weekend please if she doesn't move out call me if she stays the only way she can stay is if she gives you fifteen hundred dollars all right. All right. Oh, no, she she's not going to stay. You um, think yeah. so? What makes you think so? Because she taught. <laughs> wait, because, wait a minute. Let me ask you a question. How old are you? I am fifty years old. Fifty years old. Okay. And she told you, Grace, she's <laughs> going to move out this weekend, right? Yes. Yeah. Wait. How many times in the last five months did she tell you, "Don't worry, I will give you the rent"? How many times did she tell you that in five months? Basically, she didn't. Because All right. <laughs> All right, at least she's an honest deadbeat. Listen to me. If, if she pays you the rent and you have a good heart and you like her and you want her there, that's fine. But she has to at least give you 1000 better 1500 Why don't you do this? You don't have to All right. wait All for right. the weekend. If she gives you money, if not, call me Monday. But if she doesn't right, give then. you money and she's still there, I'm going to tell you to throw her out. All right. Thank All you right. so very call much. Call me man. Monday. I'd like to know the end of this story. All right, I will do that. Do you okay. think she's going... Let me ask you a question. Do you uh-huh. think she's going to move out this weekend? I, I think so. I, uh, I hope I so. It'll save is. you money. And then you can sue her for the back rent. But if she moves out, consider yourself lucky because you just saved $1,500 in lawyer bills. And then we can talk about the 5000 Call me no matter what Monday. I want to hear the end of this story. Okay, so then you will help me. So that means there is a chance I am going to get my. Can I sue her for that five five thousand? Yes, you can sue her. For, yes, you can sue her for the five thousand right. dollars. All right. Here's what else you you could do. Uh-huh. Where are you from? Are you from? You're not born in the United States. I know. No, no, I am from Europe. Okay, so you you can sue her for the five thousand dollars to get the five thousand, and you can also wave your arms up and down and fly to Europe without an airplane. You can do that too. <laughs> Thank you, Grace. Stick around. We got lots more. Len Tillum, News Talk 910. Len Tillum, News Talk 910. I'm a lawyer. Nikki in San Mateo. Len Tillum, Nikki, why are you calling a lawyer? Hi, Len. Thank you for taking my call. It's a pleasure to speak with you. Um, my sister-in-law took my five-year-old nephew to a school to apply for kindergarten in the fall, 
and she is in, um, my sister is lesbian, this is her partner, they've been in a committed relationship for 15 years, they adopted a little boy three years ago, he's five now, and the school told my sister-in-law that he could not apply there, his application would not be accepted, in, in the woman's words, and the school office said, at this school we teach against the gay and lesbian lifestyle. Now this is a and Christian school, right? I crazy, I know. Yes. Yeah, you know, it's a Christian school, and you gave David the webpage. Have you looked at their webpage? I have not. No, I grew up there where this school was. I live in the. Can Bay I Area name now. the school? My it doesn't matter. Can I name the school? It's the Stockdale. All right, sorry. Anyway, it's a Christian school in Stockdale. And yeah, in Bakersfield, California. Yes. Okay, all right, in Bakersfield, whatever it is. It's, and by the way, if you look. If you look at their web page, uh-huh. um, it says thing um, they strive to make Jesus Christ a reality in the hearts and lives of each of the students. Teachers will be living and teaching by example. Um, they want to have a unified, Christ-centered educational experience. And a religious school under the U.S. Constitution and the First Amendment that protects the free exercise of religion. That means a religious school gets to teach what they want. Um, okay. Okay? It's part school, part church, and they can do it. And that's not just the fundamentalist Christians and Catholics, Orthodox Jews, Muslims, any religious school can teach their religion to their students any way they want. And many religions, I'm not saying I think this, but I'm telling you, many religions condemn the gay lifestyle, right? Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. So... They can deny hiring a teacher. They can't say to a teacher, um, and, and that was a unanimous United States Supreme Court. It held at a, a Lutheran school firing in January 2012. And this was a, a the, the unanimous. It, it was, you know, the Obama appointees and the conservative judges held that a Lutheran school's firing of a teacher who was gay was exempt from legal review because the teacher performed religious duties as part of her job. It's like a ministerial exception to discrimination law. Now, under California law, the school cannot deny admission to the kid because his parents are lesbians. You got it? They can't. That's discrimination under California law. In some states, it's legal. There is no federal law on this, but um, in California, it's illegal. But let me put in my two cents here. Okay. How do I do this? It's tough enough, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. Please don't get anybody get mad at me. But it's tough enough explaining that you have two mommies. Do you know what I mean? And, and five-year-old kids, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, and it's perfectly fine by me, but... No, that's the reality. The I... reality is, and, and you're going to be going, this five-year-old kid, kids like to conform. And everybody's going to be a mommy and daddy. This is a place that even... It doesn't like single parents. You follow me on that? They want married sure. coupled. So this school is going to be teaching your nephew that his parents are evil or living in sin. Or they may get some crazy fundamentalist minister who goes on and on. You know, you, some of these Christian guys can really get berserk on gay people, right? Right. So what does this kid have to be exposed to this for? Well, I would agree with you. I think this just happened today, so I was just wondering if that's even legal that they deny him an application and no they can't they it's illegal under california law they have to give him an application and they can't say we're not taking him because his parents are gay they'll probably find another reason but 
Your sure, sister exactly. does not want this kid. <sighs> of course she doesn't. No. No, no. Explain that. And I hope I haven't. Def- have I? You know, you start talking about this on the radio. You get afraid you're going to upset people. I'm not condemning the gay lifestyle. But what I'm saying is, if you're gay, what the hell do you want your kid going to a Christian school for? He'll turn around one day and tell you you're a freak, mommy. You know, I mean, who knows? Why confuse well, the kid? I yeah no I and I would say not all I wouldn't want to paint all Christian schools with the same brush I would say there's probably many of them that you know actually teach what I would consider an accurate portrayal of Christ's life <laughs> I have no idea term. I have no idea I have no idea either I I, I don't think there are too many Christian schools that are like the one you, I'm looking at this web page in, in Bakersfield that teach it's okay to be gay or are tolerant of it. I, I mean, I, I really Maybe don't. I've lived in the Bay Area too long. Yeah, I, I, I think that's the problem. Yeah, in the Bay Area is a different story than Bakersfield, you know? Sure. Oh, yeah. Really? You, did you grow up in right. Bakersfield? I did. Too I bad. Did, too I, bad. I tilled it out of there a long time ago. Yeah, you know how Bakersfield got founded? Let me tell you about Bakersfield. This is what I think about Bakersfield. <laughs> when all the pioneers with those, those oxen and those covered wagons were coming over the grapevine or over the mountains, the horses... And a lot of the people died when they hit Bakersfield in Fresno. You know, they couldn't do after the desert. They all died. And they had no... So they said, all right, we'll stay here. That's the only reason you would settle in Bakersfield. Right? No, that's true. Yeah, there it absolutely. goes. Welcome to okay. San Mateo, Nikki. But um, you, tell your sister, uh, thank you. Okay? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Thank you. That was a good call. I, I have no idea when I do these calls. Um, open mouth... You know what I, you don't even you know what I'm talking about. Anyway, okay, enough said. By the way, tomorrow, an estate planning seminar, Ulitis Community Center. I will be there. David Rosie McNichol will be there. She'll be talking about estate tax. If you've got a large estate, ways to protect the estate, smaller estates. Maybe you have an AB trust. You did a trust when you had 700,000 in 2000, and the lawyer gave you an AB trust, and that's going to be a big problem. When one of you die, because you don't need it, because you have less than $5 million, the estate tax limits. We'll talk about how to update your trusts. Arden Quan will be there to talk about Medi-Cal planning. God forbid somebody goes in. Um, I'll be there. we got some new jokes. They're fun to do. And I'll stay around. Rosie will stay around. Arden will stay around after the seminar. Answer all your personal questions. Tomorrow, 10 to 12, it's free at the Ulitis Community Center in Vacaville, next door to the public library. Join me. I look forward to seeing you there.